Let's dump this truck. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Hello and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordan Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And we are in the year 2022. Woo! We are alive. We made it. Kind of. Dragging ourselves by our elbows into I'm, this year. I mean, it's not too late. It's never too late for the comet from Don't Look Up to show up and really just fucking get us. That's true. And honestly, if it's quick, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Honest, like I would, it would actually be much more calming for me if I just knew, okay, there's a definitive amount of time that, that I have. Okay. Then I'm just gonna, I don't know. I'm just gonna like show up at Caroline's and demand a one hour. (laughs) (laughs) I I love that. That's the first thought you have. You're like, I'm going to die soon. I will, I will go to Caroline's. (laughs) (laughs) I will just, I'll just, I'll just like show up at the knitting factory. And it's like, it's a sold out show and it's me oh you haven't seen it i don't care <laughs> like I, that's hilarious <laughs> like i i have the opposite in my brain i'm like oh if i'm gonna die in like a week i'm literally just gonna get high and like call my friends <laughs> i'm I, like no ambition head empty if if i know i'm gonna die in a week i'm <laughs> <laughs> just gonna like shoot my shot with whatever celebrity still happens to be single personally oh i support the fuck out of that get in those twitter dms see what's happening just yeah you never know you never know no but i i really don't know like it's it's a new year and i feel like there should be a sense of excitement and what is more exciting than talking about another romantic comedy that for some reason has a low rating yeah, we are kicking off 2022 with recommendations, with requests from you beautiful patrons. So this first one is Made in Heaven, requested by Laura Rorden. I'm very sorry if I said your last name wrong, but I want to thank you for being a patron. And honestly, thank you for requesting this movie because it was it's a fun one. Yeah. It's a fun one to unpack, especially after the Netflix content that we have talked about in December. So much so much Netflix content. Yes, and, and Lifetime content. Uh, so Made in Heaven, it's from 1987 directed by Alan Rudolph who has directed one of my favorite movies of all time, Mrs. Parker in the Vicious Circle. He's also directed um, Choose Me, Trouble in Mind, Remember My Name, the moderns he does a lot of like well he did a lot of like noirish stuff and now i i really don't know what what the 1980s what was going on in 1987 this is probably like the most sentimental movie he's ever made (laughs) yeah this is like heavy on the fog energy the sentiment the soft bangs lighting i mean at least in the first half of the movie and we have a pretty stacked cast here. We have Timothy Hutton as the the lead. He plays, well, when we get into the plot, this will make sense. He plays a character ma- named Mike and then later named Elmo. We have Kelly McGillis. She plays Annie, who is the main love interest. Man, love Kelly McGillis. I mean, most known for being in Top Gun, 
Witness, two classic films, The Accused, also another classic, like Kelly McGillis. It, it's, I never really expected her to end up on the podcast because I was like, what does what she do? I didn't even know that she did a rom-com. This is like, this is like news to me, but she's great. Yeah, honestly, I feel like uh, there's a handful of people here that I wouldn't have expected to see. I mean, we have Maureen Stapleton. Mm-hmm. She's a fun side character, but I mean, she's... She's gotten a lot of rewards. <laughs> we have Mayor Winningham in the very beginning and then never again because yes. she just dumps Timothy Hutton. She's in it for like five minutes. But yeah, there's a lot of Academy Award nominees in this movie. Oh, that's who that white guy was. The one that she... Okay, Tim Daly. I was like, who? I've seen him. Oh, right. I used to watch a lot of Wings when I was a kid. <laughs> 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 yes. <laughs> We, and also, I just need to mention that Tom Petty appears in this movie as a character named Stanky, and I love that for us. Oh my god, I... Rest he in was, peace. He was great. Man, we got Neil Young as a truck driver, too. I mean, talk about, like, the folk energy in this <laughs> is strong. <laughs> so just, like, how to, like... Like Americana, like uh. oh man, yeah, got Amanda Plummer in here, which I didn't even know. I think I saw her. I there, I, there's I, so I, many I, like, characters. Oh. Vaguely recall her. Oh, Ellen Barkin's in here. Oh, I definitely recall her because she's Ellen Barkin, and per usual, she is hot. But also her character makes no sense. <laughs> Apparently Deborah Winger shows up in here for a bit. And I don't remember seeing her either. There's so many. This is like a real rogues if, gallery of like. If this Wikipedia is correct <laughs> that I'm looking at for her, um, she plays the vaguely male. I mean, this is, you know, the afterlife. So who knows what gender is uh, the vaguely male ish. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah. Which I love. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. She, she plays yeah, she plays Emmett, which is basically this movie's god figure. And I love that we have this gender ambiguous god okay. figure. We will get into that. I fucking, I fucking loved that character. I was like, I, I was like, I know this actor. I know who this is. Right. Wait a second. It being Deborah Winger. Beautiful chef's kiss. Wow. <laughs> uh, honestly, love that. Like that, that in itself made the existence of this movie absolutely a positive for yeah, the world absolutely so this is a movie about a man his name is mike at first and mike is with his girlfriend mayor winningham brenda and he asked brenda to marry him she says no he wants to like run away with her she doesn't show up so it's just like him and his dog and they go driving and then he sees that there are some people that are drowning and he goes in and saves them, but he dies. And then he shows up in heaven and runs into his aunt, Lisa, played by Maureen Stapleton. And there's like a, there's a lot of time in the movie where it's just like, you can do anything in heaven. Isn't heaven fun? Isn't it beautiful? I also love that there are computers in heaven and he didn't live in a time where there were computers. So he doesn't know what they are, but it's it, it just makes time to sound crazy. It's like in heaven they have all of the latest technology, whether or not you're from that time or not. Like they know that I there's know. going to be computers. It's really funny. It's like very <laughs> trippy the relationship that heaven has with time. And I just want to say the Aunt Lisa character is great because she literally she gets to heaven and then she just gets really into painting and she tells Mike, she's like, Yeah, I was never good at painting on Earth. I guess maybe this is my reward for being so untalented. I just love 
that she finds her passion in heaven. She's a fabulous character. I wish there was more of her, but there's also no reason for there to be more of her besides just me liking her. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just like, I would... <laughs> Heaven, honestly, you know, after the couple years that I've had, especially after the career that I've had, heaven just seems amazing, man. Like, I just want to be that version of heaven specifically. Oh, yeah, because, like, there's this whole thing, you know, when he arrives, uh, Aunt Lisa is like, do you have any dead friends you want to visit? Like, obviously, I was going to greet you because I'm your family, but do you have any dead friends? And then it's just this fun thing where if he wants, he can imagine his dead friends smiling. And then if he imagines them correctly which what does that even mean? He can basically teleport to whatever house in heaven they're living in. What? Wild. It's truly, it's, 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 it's wild shit. Yeah. Um, but eventually he meets a beautiful woman played by Kelly McGillis and her name is Annie. Her name's Annie, and yes. he meets her because he's trying to visit his dead friend, but he, I guess, does it wrong, which the the okay. magic logic of heaven is so funny. It's like he imagines his friend wrong, so he ends up in this house where there's a bunch of people, and Annie is one of the people there. Okay, and so Annie's name is Annie Packard, but when they talk, you find out that she has never actually lived. She is a newborn soul. But then again, she also talks about having a brother and a mom, so it's like, where... Does she, are there soul people that also create people? It like, and if she hasn't been on earth, like where, like the last names really matter. Um, it's so weird that she has a, that she has like a whole family. It's weird that she's not just like And a that her last name is Packer and not something like Rosewater or like. Pa- <laughs> Packard. Packard. Annie like, Packard. Like that just sounds like a regular ass person. And yet she's not. Yeah. It's funny because this movie does such a fantastic job with the visuals of heaven. In my opinion, I think the eighties soft focus uh, fog oh, and the so shots beautiful. of the sky it's so beautiful i truly want to hang out it does feel otherworldly it does feel like heaven and not just a shot of a nice place on earth because it is surreal but then the logic of heaven is incredibly confusing like like you said annie is born there so she's like a soul we don't know if her parents were mortals who died and then recreated and created a soul and while in heaven or if they were soul people all we know is that she now identifies as a guide so she helps newly dead people find things and that's that's how she first really connects with mike and she's like i can show you around i'll tell you about heaven and then it's like but you're cute though (laughs) yeah so they like they fall in love and like you see them do the whole thing like you see them like fuck i believe they like there's like a little bit of that they like they have like a little marriage ceremony and like and here's the thing they are beautiful together. They are be- like I've never been attracted to Timothy Hutton like I have been in this movie. Like he's so hot in this. Same. And, and in most other situations, I'm just like, oh look, it's Timothy Hutton. It's really weird. Like I don't know. Maybe, maybe I think the gaze of her on him makes she, me attracted to him. Yeah, because right? he just looks really beautiful. Yeah, he does. Like there's something feminine about him without that being something he's trying to express. Yeah, that I think is really beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and they're beautiful together. And, like, Kelly McGillis, like, that face, those eyes. I know. She's I just, can't fucking stand it's it. It's ridiculous. She's so gorgeous. Alex wa- walked in while I was watching it, and there and it was a moment when they were kissing, and Alex was like, I normally wouldn't be, like, into watching, like, a white couple, like, a, a, like a, a man and woman kiss, but, like, I, 
I can fuck with this. <laughs> right? She was they, like, this is hot. I was like, right? They are so beautiful that it's kind of like, it, it makes the premise of this movie infuriating because there's so much time that they could be spending being beautiful together, but instead we get the stupid fucking plot. So the plot is this. She is going to become like a baby. Like she's going to earth. And so even though they're married, like I just love that heaven's like, oh, you're married. Who cares? Um, yeah, <laughs> it's really funny because like they don't like, yeah, there's like this random moment where it's like, well, technically we're married by heaven's standards. And then he's like, well, let's do a marriage like on earth. And I'm like, wait, what? When did you get married? <laughs> it's wild. Yeah, it's, it's wild. Also, shit. why does that matter in heaven? But, you know, whatever. Whatever. So she is so she's gonna become a person he wants to follow her so he goes he goes to emmett and is like he goes to deborah winger which like the movie makes clear like emmett is not god but it's like emmett is the managerial class like emmett is like the conduit like the pope like the conduit between (laughs) the rest of heaven and whatever god exists it's really funny i love i man i just wish there was a whole movie just about emmett like just emmett just like getting orders from god maybe emmett and god like sharing a cigar it's like oh you gotta go do this or is it like a like a, a boss thing where it's like oh you gotta go fire these people and it's just like god why can't you do it it's just like everybody's gotta love me i would watch so I, like no joke i would watch a three-hour movie about emma especially because like deborah winger is fully emmet and has like a purple suit on and a, a fashion cane and, it's like and there's like hot. Ballad, there's oh super hot. super hot like kind of snarky snarky spiritual energy and then sometimes there's just randomly ballerinas <laughs> and like emmet is just watching ballerinas but not in a it doesn't feel creepy it's just like obviously obviously emma is watching ballerinas i i don't know it's yeah so no, good it's yeah it's it's really good it's really beautiful uh so goes to emmett and is like okay uh i i wanna i wanna go be a person i wanna be a boy and i wanna meet her and emmett's like basically like i'll give you well first emmett's like i'll give you 20 years then emmett says i give you 25 years and i think it then it just like ends at 30 you have 30 years to fucking figure this out and if you can't then you're gonna both end up with different people and you're just gonna and it's to kind of like deal with it. this because like one of emmett's you know things is that they're not going to know who each other are so emmett's basically like i will grant you this vague sense of who she is and some memories not all of them you're not going to like be born and immediately remember all of this but you're going to remember like elements of her so that you can find her but then if you don't with those elements those will disappear from your brain which or i mean it's also not entirely clear which goes back to the confusing heaven logic because emmett doesn't make it completely clear whether timothy hutton is going to completely forget or if he'll just have a vague sadness i kind of like the vague sadness idea though yeah yeah exactly um so he so he is born and he's and he is given the name elmo and we're actually in the room like we see the mom decide to call him elmo and it just made me want to reach into the television screen it's just like how dare you i was cack- up like i was this. cackling what are you <laughs> i was like the audacity about? of naming him elmo, elmo. <laughs> a 
fuck you. I was like, you. and this is before St. Elmo's Fire. So there, you know, this like, is before St. Elmo's Fire. I, just, I don't know. But after Sesame Street has already been a thing. Exactly. I was like, this is the worst time You're, to make this like, choice. Literally Sesame Street exists. Like, I guess, I guess maybe when he was born, it didn't. But like, by the time this movie was made, you knew, you knew that Elmo was a thing. I just love the idea of in the, con- it, while writing the script, brainstorming for names because I do think picking names for a script can be a fun and difficult task and just being like fuck it he's gonna be Elmo <laughs> like what <laughs> so yeah he's born and one of the first shots we see of him in his reincarnated life is basically his uncle's really mean to him and won't let him play piano and so we don't really get very much context for his life at the beginning of the movie because he's literally only alive for like five minutes but apparently he was a musician before and that was part of his identity. And he like had dreams and he had just gotten fired before his before Mayor Winningham broke up with him. So this is kind of like showing that in this new life, these dreams are being quashed immediately. Yeah. And yeah, so he he's just like this like unsuccessful kind of like drifter guy. And the more that he drifts and the more that they restyle him, the more that I'm just like, this man looks hot. Just in everything, like every era of him is hot. It's so upsetting. There's definitely a point where he is fully like anarchist busker energy. And I have a soft spot for that. A lot of my 19 year old crushes fell into that category. So I was just like, oh, shit. okay, this still does it for me. Yeah. He might as well fucking put a feather in his hat already. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I just truly I did not think for a second that I would be thirsting after Timothy Hutton. But you know what? It's been a long year and um, it's been a long year. And I think it's important that we allow ourselves this because, I mean, being attracted to Kelly McGillis in this. okay, there's a moment when Kelly McGillis is, you know, she's finally a person on Earth. And she's wearing like a newsboy cap and she looks so good in it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I was like, wow, the styling for both her and (laughs) Elmo is ridiculous. I'm very into both of them in their kind of in Elmo's new life and in Annie's first actual earth life. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, Annie's life. So Annie just like comes into the world and she's just like this like beam of light. Although her name's not Annie anymore. What is it? It's, it's It's Allie. Allie. (laughs) Allie. I I kind of felt like that was lazy. I was like, if you're going to name her something different, just do it. Don't make it two letters different. (laughs) But anyways, that's my rant. Yeah. Yeah. She like, she comes, she has like this like nice, like rich family. She's just like so sweet. And then we see her in college and there's this guy, he's late and he's talking to her about film. He's talking about like French new wave. And she's just like really excited. And I was just sitting there just like, wow, why couldn't this have happened to me in college? (laughs) Like, excuse me. And it's, it's, it's Tim Daly from, from wings. I was, I didn't even check i wasn't looking at my phone at all watching this and i was just like i've seen this white man before and he looks he kind of looks in this movie like there are some scenes where he was reminding me of harry connick jr and some scenes i can see that where some scenes where he was reminding me of just like other dudes anyway he does have a lot he kind of has like generic white film guy energy yeah and i think that they did a really good job of that yeah he's literally just a guy 
And he wants to make films and she works in toys and she, which is her, like her dad's business. And she becomes very successful and he starts getting awards for commercials, which is not the work that he wants to do. And he gets like depressed and essentially they break up for the same reason that, that, uh, Carrie and Berger break up in sex in the city. And it's that like, he's upset that she's successful, but instead of like, staying in the relationship and resenting her he's just like i cannot get over how much i'm i'm going to resent you forever so i'm just gonna break up with you even though you're wonderful and i'm just yeah like, i'm like what okay. if you like tried to really get to the root of why you feel that way because like breaking up with her isn't going to change this thing inside of you and it's probably going to carry over to other relationships but and, and one of the things he says to her is he's like, your imagination is so active. It's so vivid. Any idea you have, you just make it happen. You're like a child. And like a lot of us aren't that lucky. And I'm like, damn. But isn't that part of why you like her? It's be, I think it would be really different if her character didn't seem like she supported or believed in him or recognized him. But she seems really supportive of him. She's, it's not like she's like, look yeah. at me. You suck. She's like, she's like, yay, let's both do it. And he's just like. So in his own feelings, but I also do think that's a realistic, that's, yeah, no, that's, that's a realistic dynamic. That is exactly like, there are so many, like the reason why there's so many men in media like this is because there's so many men like this who are just like, wow, my wife is really fucking successful and I'm not instead of like being inspired right. by her and just like, or maybe even humbling yourself enough to ask her for like, what, ask her for how help. does she motivate herself? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what 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 keeps her going? What if she's so imaginative? Does she have any brainstorming techniques? Does she have anything she does to get inspired? Like, like what it's if, what unlikely if, that her brain is just complete magic and there's no work there, right? And it's just like, <laughs> what if you like did something together? Like, what yeah, if you were like, hey, can something. you like help me with something? Like, it's just it's so it's so annoying because I hate it, and also because like I have experience with men like this, and I talk about this with the bear a lot. And this movie, uh, every single time I watch a movie like this with the bear he's just like whenever a man does this he's just like i don't understand like what's the problem and it's yeah like, it's the problem is that he's jealous of her success but he's like why but if he loves her then shouldn't he be happy and i'm just like, like i'm just like sweetie you're just so sweet that you just do not understand like that it's men literally be like this. so simple <laughs> it's so simple like if you love someone you should be rooting for them you know and like being insecure is one thing but channeling that towards them is another and so, yeah, they break up. And, of course, during this whole time, Elmo <laughs> is, like, on his drifting game. He's, Elmo. like, vaguely, he's, like, basically <laughs> picked up music again. He's getting a lot of rejections. But then he kind of meets these other buskers, and they're, like, let's record an EP. But, like, honestly, this is the part of the movie, well, one of the many parts of the movie, where things are both moving fast and slow at the same time. Don't yeah. you agree? Yeah. Like, the movie spends way too long setting up Allie and Elmo's lives separate when we already know, like, okay, we're waiting to see if they meet. So, like, we don't really care because it doesn't let us really get to know the other characters that much, but it spends a lot of time on it. Right, yeah. We just, like, keep on, like, dr drifting in and out. Like, oh, in one scene, he's, like, with Ellen Barkin. And then in another scene, he's just, like, by himself again. And then there's just, like, there's just so much. Also, like, she has... Like, Allie has one relationship. Yeah. And it's basically what she carries with her throughout the entire film. And she can't seem to, like, be with anyone else either. And so it's... But he just, like... <laughs> He doesn't have any relation 
<laughs> no, he's like fully just like, you know, he hooks up and like, of course, so Ellen Barkin's appearance again, like I said earlier, it doesn't really add anything to the plot. It's just kind of filling in time until he actually meets Allie. But they kind of meet up and like hook up or like they have some sort of connection. Again, the movie's kind of confusing in the way that it presents this. But she's basically like, I got out of this painful relationship and these people took advantage of me and I need you to like beat up these guys or like be there while I scam them and get money. And so they're like at a bar and then she has a gun. And honestly, if you know what happened, Jordan, please tell people because I have no idea what I was going on. I truly have no idea what was going on. All I saw I was like, was Ellen Barkin I, is so hot and this makes no sense. I saw Tom Petty and I was like, oh, he looks nice. <laughs> yeah, Stanky. You saw Stanky. I just, I can't get over the fact that his character's name is Stanky. I was just, yeah, I was just like, just like this is like fully an excuse for Ellen Barkin to have fishnet sleeves and carry a gun and boss around timothy hutton and then for tom petty to just be there and you know what that's fine we love some tom petty always nice to see tom petty (laughs) always always nice to see him yeah i mean like the problem is is that like we are drifting in and out of these people's lives but we're not really we're it you know i just watched the the finale of insecure and yes. I'm not gonna like. So I did I? Yeah. But yeah, and I mean, I don't like. I don't have any spoilers. Um, but like, I can say that the last episode kind of feels like this movie where we're just like running into like these like milestones and moments in their life, and it works for Insecure because we've spent five years with these characters. Totally. It does not work for these people because we don't know them yet. Even when they were in heaven, we didn't really know them. All we knew is that they loved each other and that they're both hot. And if we're going to be going on this journey, we need to know who these people are so that we're invested when they get together. And like, so far, I'm only invested in them getting together so that Allie is not sad anymore because I hate seeing her sad because she's just so pretty and so nice. <laughs> like, I know. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, she, like, breaks... There's a scene where she, like, breaks down to her dad who's, like, very loving and supportive. And it's really sad. And I think... Yeah, I think... I, I keep thinking of what... Because there's so many elements of this movie that I really enjoy. And, like, I... You know, beautiful, I love the actors. Beautiful. It's beautifully shot. It's fun. Um, I was saying on Twitter earlier today, I really love a movie that has this kind of campy afterlife, life and death thing. Oh, as long as man. it's not like religious propaganda, oh, obviously. Man. But I, fu- I fucking love it. I Just, love it. Yeah. And I love that we've done a handful of movies in this realm in the, in the last few months. So I was excited to have another of that ilk. And, you know, another one that has Ellen Barkin because she was in Switch. But this doesn't work as a romantic movie because, like you said, we don't get to know them well enough. And even though it's a long movie... Most of it, they're separate from each other. And I, I, I was thinking, yeah. what would make it work? Would it, would it work better if they, they have more time in heaven? And we have, because so much of the time in heaven is literally Annie telling him how heaven works and just being like, this is heaven. So would we need more time in heaven or would we need more time with them on earth? And I think it's both. I think like literally five minutes more of each at least and then shave off that time from this separate time would make it, way closer to a successful romance. I think it would be really good if like we got to spend some time with them after they meet each other again, like just getting to know each other again. Yeah. And And like reminding us like why they have chemistry. It's not just that they're, it's not just the context of heaven. It's, it's them as people or as souls. Exactly. (laughs) And it doesn't have to end with them getting married. It doesn't have to end with them having kids. It can just end with them making the decision to have a life together. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think this literally they I, I looked at the time mark on my computer when they meet up. There's only five minutes of the movie and it's really only four because of credits. So literally the movie ends with them finally meeting again and we don't see them. And there's not enough time where they spend actually talking about their lives for us to. I mean, it's a satisfying, happy ending. Like you said, it's the milestone thing, kind of like the Insecure finale. But unlike Insecure, we don't actually, especially Annie, we know a little bit more about Mike. Yeah, because he's not like, he's not defined by a marriage that doesn't work out. He's defined, you know, we see him actually like living his life. And because she, because like everything works out for her except the marriage, except the marriage, there's just like, and I'm not, I'm not saying, oh, she must incur some like terrible hardship. No. But we got to give us something like, okay, everything's perfect except this marriage. Then I kind of almost want like a friend of hers to be like, okay, this marriage didn't work out, but you I think are that's still. what, you know, I think you would just hit on something. I think that if we saw either of them, but particularly her with a close earth friend and not just interacting with coworkers or her dad or her partner, we would get a much better sense of who she is. Like just going to drinks with the girls or getting a coffee with a friend or something. Right. Like, does she have friends? Like, I'm really not sure. I mean, you would assume so because she's like a lovely person and who wouldn't want to be friends with her. But it would be nice to like see her with her friends. Like we see Tim- Timothy Hutton would, could fucking he makes friends with fucking everybody. Timothy Hutton just meets oh, a person. I mean, he's like, fully that's like on that hitchhiker life. You yeah. Know? Like he's like he's always making friends. And it's interesting because I do think. I mean, I can't speak for the people who made the movie, so I don't know their intentions. I do feel like they tried to show more of Annie's life because she was just a soul before, whereas with Elmo, it's like, well, we kind of... He already had a life, so this is kind of him getting back to that. And it didn't... And like you said, because so much of it is centered around this relationship that fails, we don't see enough of just her as an individual. I also think... Well, one of the moments that I thought was really sweet that worked in the context of this kind of plot of this very kind of whimsical magic plot uh, was when Elmo is hitchhiking and he gets picked up by his parents from before. So his parents from when he was Mike, they see him and they recognize and they think, wow, that looks like our son that died 20 something years ago. And they don't... tell him that right away because I don't want to freak him out. But they pick him up and they're super sweet and they feed him. And there's this scene where his his former dad, I don't know how to reference the dad, his former dad is sleeping in the back seat and his former mom is just like pouring her heart out. She's like, I'm actually going to die. I've, you know, I just found out I'm sick and I'm really scared and he doesn't know yet. And then she starts talking about him. Basically, she's like, we had a son named Mike who died trying to save a woman and her kids, yeah, you know, and you kind of remind me of him. And, and they have this really tender moment. I honestly think that's one of the moments with the most chemistry. Like, I'm looking for romantic chemistry in this, and I think there's a little bit of, of it in heaven, but it's just not fleshed out enough. But as far as emotional chemistry in general, the exchange between Elmo and his former mom is one of the most fleshed out human oh, moments. Oh my God, what a beautiful scene. Yeah. What a beautiful scene. What beautiful parents. <laughs> I was very just like, wholesome. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, oh my God. I'm <laughs> sweeties. <laughs> you know, I it's so hard to like even have like a huge issue with this movie because it's so nice and it's so like 
like I, I know. Well, it's just really fun, yeah. and and it, and like we keep saying, it's beautifully shot. Like it truly is a moving picture. Like it's there's a lot of so, stills yes. that you would take, and you could frame and hang up and say, "Look, that is a photo. That is art." God, yeah. Like when a movie, and it's like I feel like yeah, we keep saying this, but when a movie looks like a movie, man, it's just it's fucking magic. Like you know what? Maybe maybe Nicole Kidman had a point. <laughs> you know? No, I mean, and, and walking in that AMC when the lights. <laughs> beautiful dazzling images on a silver screen <laughs> like, yeah no i mean absolutely like uh, it i mean i think especially because we cover romantic comedies which are one of the genres that are the most privy to this kind of content mill of you know movies that look like they're an ad shot in someone's kitchen you know that yeah. kind of you know i mean especially coming off of december where we covered holiday movies many of which definitely fall into that camp it's fun to watch something that is artfully shot and and takes risks in a way that like yeah i don't think this succeeds as a romantic movie it spends way too much time with them separate without actually fleshing them out and there's Honestly, I would say as much as I love a lot of the cameos, there's too many characters here. Too many. Way, yeah, way too many characters. There's way too many characters. But I like I like art that takes a chance even when it fails in a way that feels creative and earnest. And I feel like this movie did that. Yeah, I just it's 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 crafted with care. And, you know, people talk a lot about, like, especially, like, when they're mad at, like, film critics or something. Oh, well, you, like, it takes a lot of work to make a movie. It does. It does. It Mm -hmm. takes a lot of work and a lot of money to make a movie. So if you're going to be pouring all of these resources, the least you could do is make it worth our while. So it's, I don't know. I just never feel like that's the gotcha that you think it is. Well, people worked hard. It's like, right. But, like. People sometimes, like, especially now, they just make a movie. Like, they just make it. And they don't, like, beyond, like, the pitch meeting, they don't really think about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, they're not thinking about the details of the shots. It's just, can we get the actors into the frame and have them say the lines? It's not, ooh, I want to I wanna make this corner of the shot this color and I want to place this object here or or even just giving enough attention to the props and and the clothing and allowing those the costume designers and the prop designers to actually take time and not just scramble you know all of these pieces there's yeah and there's like some movies that are like terrible but you can tell that the cinematographer cared about what they were doing yeah and the thing with this is i do it's not that i don't think that kelly mcgillis and timothy hutton have any chemistry because they do when they're in heaven we just don't know enough about their who they are together because so much of their interaction in heaven is expository we don't it's it's like we get the expository part of the love story and we don't get any of the meat Mm -hmm. and it's a long enough movie we could easily get the meat And we kind of get a lot of fluff of them in these other situations, which if that really flushed them out, it would be a lot more understandable or it would work a little better, but it doesn't. And so I don't think it succeeds as a romantic movie, but I do think it's a movie that does a lot of really interesting things. And like if somebody wanted to remake this like if you know people involved wanted to like, I would watch it. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Absolutely. Like, these 
this is a silly premise, but like love is silly and like stupid. Love is silly. And if you're not the one in it, it looks so silly. Like, you know, I think most of us are kind of full of contradiction in that. Like when we're in it, we're just like, woo. But then when you're when you're looking at it from the outside, you're like, this is silly. But that's beautiful. That's part of the fun of love is that you're just like. I'm bopping around and this person is amazing and I'm in my little bubble of like feeling. (laughs) Yeah. I think with this, this is one of the movies I would say that you can definitely watch. I'm trying to think of an alternative that feels in this wheelhouse that has better romantic arc. Um, but because this wheelhouse is so specific, this, like what's yeah. the wheelhouse? Is the wheelhouse heaven? <laughs> like it's like we've done only you, we've done switch. We did I think we did that one We did chances are. We did yeah. We also did uh, well, I don't know if you were on that episode or if it was like me and another guest, but there was like Olivia Newton John John Travolta movie where it's like they have to like, Oh no, I didn't do that one. You but on, I, I you know that you on did that episode. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. So like it's just like there <laughs> I I mean, I'm excited at the prospect of there being more movies in this wheelhouse, and I might just, like, just do some research and see if we can find another one, because it's always an interesting time. Like, yes. not, like, not always a good time, but, like, always but it's an interesting. interesting. I mean, playing with the afterlife is is fun. Yeah, wait a second. I think there might be one that we have not done that I was thinking about. That we should have in our in our uh, yeah, 2022 I docket. <laughs> I don't. I mean, we could kind of do it. It's not like what's the what's the title of it? Heart and souls. <laughs> Heart and souls. Heart I'm, and souls. I'm kind of dying at the title, and of course, it's 1993. This was like really a little pocket of time, late 80s, early 90s, for these kinds of movies, for I, the kind of ghosts, angel movies. I think I remember that are liking, actually secular. I think I remember liking this one, so maybe that's why we haven't done it. I need to rewatch it again, but oh. Oh, this one has young Robert Downey Jr. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, we love him. Wow, so this is another one that he was in that's in this he, wheelhouse. He was so really, him and Alan Barkin are really in this. He was really in this. Yeah, you can watch Heart and Souls on Tubi uh, if you want to like watch it for free. And that might be like, I honestly, it's, I wouldn't even call it like an antidote to this because you could just watch both of them. Yeah, but, just, just watch both of them. But like this one, you don't have to pay for because it's on Tubi. So I would say, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm actually kind of glad that we started with one this year that that doesn't like incur a lot of rage because it's not, <laughs> you know, I want to start on a nice hopeful note. Last year was. Oh, my God. <sighs> what was our first movie last year? <laughs> I can't even remember. I'm like literally like it's such a blur. I mean, I know that the year before that it was run for your wife because how could I ever forget that? Oh, yeah. How I know that 2020 uh, aptly started with run for your wife. Run for your <laughs> wife. A YouTube movie, if you could call it that. Oh, my God. That movie. Man, I can't even believe that that's a movie that was made that was distributed that people like it was made it it was distributed insane like it's 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 really wild stuff um i think maybe our first one last year was mike and dave need wedding dates that might have been oh yeah that was definitely near the beginning at least right because like the only one i see before that is a husband for christmas which we obviously did in december it must have been mike and dave okay interesting Uh, that's kind of a middle ground one yeah, we're yeah, or I don't even. I think that like, was I remember one, being annoyed at that one. Like I didn't like it. But not mad. Yeah, because I and I remember being like, 
like I was a little mad, but just because like so much of the movie would work if they just made like a couple changes. Yeah, because there were enough comedic elements there that were on the precipice of good that it was extra frustrating to see them kind of go the veer off the road. Yeah, exactly. With this, it's just like, you know, yeah, man, you know, Kelly McGillis, I hope that you are doing well. Timothy Hutton, um, I heard that leverage is coming back. So once again, <laughs> like that's the thing, like it's so weird to like see him in like a regular movie because for so many years, I just imagined him in that promo for leverage being like, we create leverage. And that's like been my only thought about him for well, so many years. Now you can years. think of Timothy Hutton, the busker. Yes. Timothy Hutton, the, the grifter musician who's just trying to find that woman that he met when he was dead and he was in heaven and she's a soul baby. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, I I feel like Mr. Rogers, I feel like I'm being like Jerry Springer at the end of Jerry Springer, but really like just, it would be great this year if we would just be kind to each other and be kind to ourselves and not, be fucking monsters if it's possible. Yeah, I think like I'm now I'm gonna sound Mr. Rogers slash lady who does YouTube meditations y, but like just breathe before we react to each other, you know? Because we're I, I understand we've all been we're all going through a collective trauma with the pandemic. There's a lot of terrifying things happening to and there's personal lives and there's exhaustion and there's capitalism and there's all of it. And then, yeah. So yeah, just try to like focus on your breath and we really appreciate all of you who hang out and listen and patrons shout out. We're going to be doing more recommendations in the next few weeks. And if you're not a patron, if you, if you're a part of the $5 or more tier, then you can request and we will do an episode about a movie that you request, Mm -hmm. assuming that we haven't already done it because we've done like almost 200 movies now, which is wild. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like actually like looking at the letterbox list of like how many movies that we've done. And yeah, we're getting close. We're about like 190 and that's just the main feed. That's not counting the Patreon, the, in the smut movies oh i'm at 194 but <laughs> but i'm taking like a, i may i have like a letterbox list to keep track because otherwise i would just totally forget i actually just before you got here started a letterbox list of just all the movies that i own because i realized that i don't have an inventory and it seems kind of weird considering how many movies i own that i don't know how many there are like i've been counting since before you got here and i've gotten to 96 nice (laughs) and i mean i have box sets it's not just like 96 like loose movies but that's still i'm not even done god i love movies i love you bronwyn i love you too this is like such a nice positive thing (laughs) that we do in the middle of everything else (laughs) i and i'm so happy like we didn't get to record a lot last year because i was going through so much stuff and i'm just so happy that i mean there's still of course stuff to go through but i'm so glad that that part of my life is over that that entire saga is over i feel like so relieved like all the time like even when i'm feeling terrible like i just feel i feel so relieved that you know and movies like this kind of help because it makes you realize that like life is long and yeah and just like just the experiences that you have, the people that you meet are not the people that you're going to know forever. You don't have to do that. You don't have to spend time with someone who makes you miserable. You don't have to try so hard to make someone happy who just does not want to be happy. Your life is yours. 
please like have some fun with it as much as you possibly can and please don't yes. like try hard not to torture yourself because I can tell you after like nearly 30 years of doing it that it's just it has not done much for me at all yeah absolutely and like you said there's so many people in in the world. So if you feel like, oh, if I'm not in this relationship that's making me feel bad or if I cut out of this friend group or whatever you need to do, like I'll I'll be alone forever, that it's just simply not true. That doesn't mean there won't be loneliness or times of transition or grieving or anything, but there's so many other people in the world that you will connect with. I mean, I think about some of my important friendships and just like relationships I've had and so many of them started in really random ways. You know, and and then you're like, oh, my God, that like even our friendship, like we like literally it's like we're part of like a comedian group online and then you did a show and then like, you know, we chatted like we had no idea that we were going to do a podcast together for four years. And, you know, so I do think it's like, as you know, I know everyone has different feelings about resolutions and all of that. So I'm not going to be prescriptive, but I do think that there is something nice about looking back at the unexpected ways that people have entered your life in positive, in positive ways. So absolutely like, man, I met, I met Laura on two separate occasions before we became friends. And like one of them was like a birthday part, a musical birthday party. And the other one, I'm such an asshole. That sounds awful. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I, I played. I'm, a, glad, I'm glad you met. Though. I played. A, I played a small role, and <laughs> and then we also met at um, a Blade movie marathon. So we watched Blade one and two together. And I mean, then, that sounds awesome. Yeah, and so it's just like it's insane. And then like. I was like, hey, I want to get to know you better. Let's have drinks. And then we got drinks just randomly one day. And I thought that she hated me. And she thought that I didn't like her. And then we were talking for like three hours. Like, oh, my God. And it was just like, I just needed to, I just needed to go out and have a drink with somebody. And I just chose her. And it just ended up being like the right choice. I love that. I love that. Oh, see, that's a fucking, that's a friendship meet cute. I love it. I mean, I think that friendships are love stories and I would say. I agree. One of the biggest love stories of the last year for me that kind of helped me through the love story that didn't work was my love story with Laura. I love Laura so much. Yeah. And. And I love that. I love that we're talking about Laura and the and the patron who requested this movie is also named Laura. I love that. So this is like a Laura appreciation episode. L- love somebody we, named Laura. Sending yeah, if you have a Laura in your life, you know, send Laura a text, send Laura some love. Oh, this has been so nice. Our theme song is Clutch Douglas. Obviously, we love a positive review. It helps us go up in the iTunes ranking, which helps people find us so they can be new listeners. And I also like if you like write for like the New York Times or like Vulture or something, you know, you could like mention us. Absolutely. We wouldn't mind. You know, <laughs> we, I mean, also, like- if you want to interview us, if you are on you know, maybe you have a podcast and you want to do like a swap where we like guest or something, we're down. We're like, you know, this last year was hard, but we're back in business. So hit us up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And I'm Jordan Searles. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Uh, yeah. Back it up, back it up. Uh, uh, yeah. Let's dump
see it's fun to watch the sunrise.